had to be you. Is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. Could make me be true. Snap out of it. Could make me be true. Your eyes and your voice and the way you stand there and the way you walk. Lit from within, Tracy. It had to be you, wonderful you. It had to be you. Hello, romantics. Welcome to It Pod to Be You, the talk film society podcast that's all about falling in love on the big screen. I'm your host, Manish Mather. At each episode, I'll be chatting with a guest about one of their favorite romantic comedies from classics to modern hits. My guest today is Stacey Yant. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, no, thanks so much for taking time out to do it. I'm very excited. Uh, to chat with you about the film that you picked. Uh, Would you like to uh, introduce the film for us today? Sure. We we decided to talk about Bride and Prejudice because it's the 15th anniversary of the film releasing. Um, And it's Gurinder Chadha's take on Pride and Prejudice, um, starring Ashwarya Rai, Martin Henderson, Anna Palm Kerr. And it's brilliant. I love it. And uh, it's just great. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, it actually led me to Bollywood. Yeah. Um, I, you know, t- to me, it's actually a movie that I have seen, you know, a number of times as well. Right. And I watched it a lot in high school and college. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you about it. Okay. Do you remember like the first time you saw it or how you came across it back, you know, back in the day? Yeah, actually, um, I grew up loving musicals and I was a dancer in my former life. Um, and, uh, I watched Bend It Like Beckham and I'm a, you know, a film geek. So I always watch the extras and in the extras, Grinder talks about Bollywood and I'm like, Bollywood, what is Bollywood? But then she, I, I loved Bend It Like Beckham and, um, I learned that she was going to do Bride and Prejudice. I love Jane Austen. I love Pride and Prejudice. And I thought, I've got to see this. Yeah. <laughs> I've just, you know, it's set in India. I've just got to see this. But she kind of, through this, through this, it was an introduction to me. And then it led me to my job now, you know, which is quite incredible you know, that this one movie would do this, you know, introduced me to Bollywood. Um, it led me to do a lot of research again, film geek. Um, (laughs) and I watched, you know, my first film was still, uh, DDLJ. I won't try to pronounce pronounce it. Sorry. Um, and, uh, then I went on from there. So, but anyway, Bride and Prejudice, was just so brilliant to me. So Bend It Like Beckham led me to this. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Like Bend It Beckham was, was my first uh, uh, Chadha film, and like that was a movie that was kind of like big um, in like the sort of South Asian diaspora, like here yes. in the states. Yes. Uh, because it was kind of like um, it was like the kind of like you know, because it was, you know, it obviously is a South Asian film, but it's right. not, you know, from 
India, and that and, you know it's not like a Bollywood movie. So like it was a it was like an independent kind of international film that like non-Indians were talking about. So like oh yes. You know, and it kind of had that same appeal as like a my big fat Greek wedding type movie, where it's yes. like a lot of a lot of immigrant families are like watching it and like enjoying it as something that's like universally about the immigrant experience. So, um, and you know, it, but like you know, Ben and like Beckham also follows a very um, tried and true like narrative template so yeah it, it was a movie that had a lot of mass appeal and that was like a big crossover hit and then you know that led to Bride and Prejudice which was a little bit more niche you know I don't think it kind of broke through like Ben and Light Beckham did possibly because it's you know it is a musical right and um it has you know a fairly it's a, a fairly well-known Indian cast but no one who's really that big in um in in europe or, or like in yeah england or america because like even i mean i guess ben like beckham like that you know that like the uh, caucasian like the white cast was right. fairly unknown but there's still that sort of like you know we can um like Jonathan Hughes Myers and Karen Knightley are both like somewhat <laughs> upcoming more so than you know, but I mean they're Nagra at the time. So, right. uh, so I feel like you know, Bride and Prejudice might have, probably had a little bit more of a challenge too, because it felt more, it felt more like a Bollywood movie, you know, right. because it is musical. It's t- half of it takes place in India, and um, yeah, but I mean, I think that if you know, if people can, I mean, people can you know, kind of get through that, then. Um, I think it's a fairly enjoyable movie, and you know, since you're a fan of Jane Austen and yes. Pride and Prejudice, like I just wanted to know your opinion on like how, like how do you think it fares as an adaptation of the novel versus like just like you know, it's a great movie, like we both enjoy it, but like how, like, what do you think of it as like an adaptation of the source book? Well, what I what I love about it, I think, is it has the essence of the book, right? But it takes it deeper. There's more emotion. There's, especially in Darcy's character, I feel, um, there's just more to it, in my opinion. Um, I actually love it more than I do Pride and Prejudice um, in many ways. Because you you feel more about the people, you learn more about the people. There's, of course, music and dancing, which it can't go wrong with that. It's just, um, I liked the parts that they took and then they added to it, made a different world and created something that is unique, but also a wonderful adaption of Pride and Prejudice, the book. Yeah. You know, um, so like like the garba you know is the ball you know um so many things like that are just cool things that they created for this world which i enjoyed thoroughly yeah you know and i think martin henderson just the way his character was not as prideful he had arrogance and he didn't understand but he had more heart i think in many scenes than you see in the book or in the, you know, the regular Pride and Prejudice films. Yeah, I mean, because you compare him to, you know, Matthew Mc, um, uh, McFadian, I believe. Yes. Um, 
Eric Fadian, and he, you know, he starred as Darcy in the, the, the 2005 Pride and Prejudice film, which right. is a movie I really like. Right. And he, I think he plays Darcy a lot closer to the novel, which is like a very kind of blunt and prideful, arrogant, and not very fun kind of guy. And, yes. Um, but, you know, Martin Henderson in this movie is, you know, he does have a lot of heart and he does seem like a generally, you know, nice guy. And well, you can he, see why, you know, Lolita, the you know, the Lizzie com, you know, comparison, right. why she kind of falls for him at the end. Definitely. Well, when he says, you know, on the plane, you know, he says, I want to marry someone I can't wait to see every day, you know. And he talks about how much he loves that the families get together because he doesn't have that. You know, you never see that ex- in the Pride and Prejudice films or the book, except for, you know, his love for his sister, Georgie. Um, so I just love that they added that aspect and yeah. kind of put that out, you know, and of course we both love Ashwarya and she is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. My, I mean, she, I think honestly, like I probably got, I probably was very excited about this movie you know, because of her, for the most part, you know, <laughs> right. because it was like her, you know, her English language, you know, debut, and she was in it. She was starring in the movie version of a book that I really love. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, she. I mean, yeah. She at the time she was my favorite actress, and I mean, obviously she still is. And right. I, but you know, when I rewatched this movie last week to prepare for this podcast, I was yep. just thinking like how. You know, she doesn't really do a lot of comedies, or she does, then, like, I mean, she's been in a number of Bollywood comedies, but it's kind of where she's, like, you know, the pretty girl who is kind of standing silently while, you know, like, the men are kind of doing the comedy routines, but it's, so it's rare for to see her in a movie like this, where she can kind of be, like, I mean, she's not exactly cracking jokes all the time, but it does have this, like, kind of loose, you know, comic vibe. Right, right. And she has that twinkle in her eyes sometime that is just yeah. so good. So, so good. I really, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of hers and I, I really enjoyed her performance uh-huh. uh, this time. And I think she has that sort of, she, she was like prickly enough. Yeah. Um, and so that like, you know, you could tell she always had this like, you know, a bite to her and she always, you know, like, she was always unafraid to speak her mind, especially like I was thinking about the scene with um, Darcy's mom towards the end where she's kind of answering back about India and kind Mm -hmm. of, kind of giving, you know, some major attitude (laughs) to this woman who's essentially not only a stranger, but like an incredibly wealthy, powerful woman. Right. And I'm just like, wow, like it's, I mean, it's, it's really important impressive to see her be so like forthright in front of because like I know if they were me I would be like shaking and like cowering to be (laughs) someone who's so powerful (laughs) let alone like answer back and kind of speak your mind exactly well I was as I was preparing I was watching like the extras and deleted scenes and did you know that there's a scene where um Marsha Mason who is basically Catherine de Berg actually comes to the house and says, you know, did Darcy propose to you and you must promise me you can, you will never marry him or agree to marry him. And that scene, I wish it was, I so wish it was in there because Ashwarya was so good in that. She was just, again, so 
talking back so much to this character, you know, and saying, you know, I can't control who your son loves. And it was yeah. just perfect. I wish that was there. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. I know. I've, I've, I felt like I remembered that scene in the movie, but when I rewatched it, I think I like sometimes like between, you know, this film and the 2005 movie, I kind of, even though they're obviously very different, I kind yes. of can, um, I kind of, like, mix them up a little in my head yeah. about, like, what scenes were where. Because I've seen, I mean, I've seen the 2005 one about, like, a thousand times. Me too. <laughs> so, yeah. And, of um, course, yeah. the Colin Firth one. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I was looking for that scene. And so when I saw it on the deleted scenes, I was like, oh, yes, that, you know, I know they had to cut it down for time, but I really wish they had included that. Yeah. I think it was an important part. Um, another character I loved was Anupam Kerr. You know, he was so good as the father. I mean, I can't imagine another actor playing that character, you know. Um, he was he was just perfect, you know, as Mr. Bakshi. Um, but uh, one of the – this is kind of a cool thing. I've done a couple interviews with Mr. Kerr. and. Yeah. The, you know, he told me, this is years ago, that he and Martin actually really bonded and used to go out to lunch and dinner together. Oh, which, wow. Yeah, which I think is really cool. They became friends during the shoot, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I mean, this movie has like, a really incredible cast. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a shorty rye is perfect, and Martin Henderson is great, and then you also have... Um, uh, uh Rothgar as yes. Jaya, who's kind of the Jane um, uh, counterpart, and um, of course Naveen Andrews and Indira Varma, who um, <laughs> I'll, you know I am also a big fan of as like the Bingley right. uh, siblings, and um, you know Marsha Mason, as we mentioned, Alexis Liddell, which is like so funny to see her in this movie because like uh, I mean obviously she was kind of uh, this was during Gilmore Girls, right? Like, this was around that time. Yes. So she was, like, famous for that, and not to see her, like, talking to, you know, Ashwadi Arai is kind of (laughs) a little surreal. I love that, because I'm a huge Gilmore Girl fan, so... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, it was incredible. You know, um, it's just... No actor ever, ever hits a wrong note, you know, yeah. they're always so perfect and in character and you never feel like they're playing a character. They are the characters. And I think that's what makes the movie so good. Everyone in the film. Yeah. And I was especially impressed by um, Nitin Ganatra, who plays Mr. Coley, yes. <laughs> kind of the Mr. Collins character. And he's so yeah. it's all funny because like that stereotype is such a like kind of like famous stereotype within you know south asian american culture like or like you know south asians like who've immigrated to the west it's just this like you know it's usually a man who like you know moved out of india for like for work and just becomes totally tries to become so assimilated right and just is like kind of a fool for it but i i felt like even though they like they hit that same kind of notes as like the Mr. Collins, but he felt a lot softer at the end, which I liked. Like, yes, I like that he and, and um, John oh. Alamba is like, yes. they seem to like, maybe they're not like totally in love, but they seem to have like a happy, happy marriage for the most part. You know, yeah. Like, 
you get married and then love grows. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've watched this movie way too many times. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm glad. So, yeah, I mean, this movie has a really great, great cast, you know, and it just has, um, oh, of course, like Daniel uh, Gillis, who's, who's the Wickham character. Yes. He's, um, it's so funny, like, watching watching this movie now versus like watching it 15 years ago like how like when i was 15 i was like oh well, yeah this wickham like he seems so cool at first like wow he's such a like he's like with it like he's hip and watching it now i'm like oh my god you're just like spouting line after line right <laughs> he's so insincere so insincere and you see some of the looks he gives lucky and yeah. you think oh Wait, and I didn't catch that the first five times I watched this film. You know, you yeah, see and that. Like, and it's so funny because, like, um, like when they're having the dinner party and yes. you know the Bakshis invite you know Darcy and the and um, Balraj and get in over and you know Wickham has to like leave and yes. he he goes out with Lucky and I was like that's so weird. Like, why would like um. Why would Lalita, who's kind of, like, been the one that's, like, flirting the most with him, just kind of be okay with him, like, taking out his, her younger sister? I know. And, like, uh, not in, like, a jealousy kind of way, but just, like, that's weird. Like, she's, like, 15 years younger than you are. I know. Yeah. But it's just, like, it didn't even cross my mind back then. And now I'm like, oh, my God, get this creep away from this poor girl. I know, from everybody. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, one of the things I liked the most about it. And I didn't think about it then because it just didn't register. But when I was rewatching it was that it's actually a cross cultural love story, mm-hmm. which works so well. And you don't notice it because it works so well. You know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, and it maybe wouldn't be as accepted today in this world, you know, and, uh, but I think it's so cool that that is just, what it is you know an american and indian and i just love that aspect of it yeah i mean actually i was like um really um really fascinated by this film's kind of discussion about you know neo-colonialism right and you know like he you know darcy comes into india um with the intent of like buying and kind of remodeling a hotel and Lalitha, like, much to her credit, is, is completely, you know, again, like, forthright in her um, her opinion and right. is just calling him out directly, saying that it's he's basically acting like an imperialist. Right. And, you know, he has that great line where he's like, you know, I'm not an imperialist, I'm American. And she says, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, like, that's, I mean, that's a conversation that, like, we have, like, we, like, South Asians have now about, like, you know, if you see articles about, like, oh, you know, like, saffron is, like, this new thing, or, like, yoga is, like, this new thing. or Right. And it's cause kind of, like, oh, okay, like, and it's always some non-Indian who, like, starts a, like, small business or opens a restaurant or whatever, touting this, like, kind of new thing that they just discovered when it's, like, <laughs> something that, like, we need to have been doing for centuries. Right. And, like, I was so shocked that this movie brought that up. Um, with you know this move with in this like you know very cutesy rent a comedy and yeah. um, and it's like and not just that it's just like a little thing that kind of gets like 
brushed upon. It's like a, a, a theme in the movie. And, you know, how, you know, and it's a great way to, like, kind of revamp the tension between, you know, Lizzie Bennet and Darcy. Because, yeah. like, now, like, she might be, like, she's a, might be a little bit more judgmental yes. about about that with him and he might be a little more oblivious and arrogant about it. So it's Definitely. like, as they kind of, as he, you know, gets to know like her family and gets to know the country a little and gets to know her, he's kind of softening his, you know, somewhat I mean, racist opinions about India. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and she's kind of seeing like, okay, well, he's capable of like learning, like he wants to be better and, and stuff. So it's a really, it's a really like interesting update to the dynamic from the novel definitely i liked that aspect isn't uh in when you were talking about um when she talks back to his mother she talks about deepak chopra and yoga and you know so again you know that's that same what you're talking about is that and she you know and he agrees with her which i think is the first time maybe she looks at him and says oh okay because he didn't agree to buy the hotel you know yeah you know which i think is cool yeah Uh, yeah for sure um you know did you know the music i think is great personally you know it's by anu malik but did you know and i just learned this that the lyrics are by zoya and farhan akhtar you know what i when i was researching like reading about the movie after i watched it i saw that and i was like wait that's crazy (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i know i had no idea yeah yeah absolutely yeah absolutely insane yeah Um, actually i was thinking about the the lyrics a lot and even some of the dialogue um because I remember, like, when this movie first came out, like, I know, like, there are definitely some people who thought the lyrics were a little silly, and, like, um, and I, I think they are silly, but I think they're, like, intentionally silly, but there is some kind of, like, weird dissonance, at least someone who, like, you know, I, and I want to get your opinion on this, someone who's not a native Hindi speaker, right. I imagine, um, right. in that, like, it feels like the lyrics were written in Hindi and then translated into English, because... Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like the the like intonation and the cadences and just like the way the phrases are formed just don't sound like native English speakers, no. which like I mean most of the cast aren't native English speakers, so it kind of makes sense. But just like um like like the one line that really stood out to me is in the um this the musical number A Marriage Has Come Into Town. Yes. Where they say the line, life is great, let's celebrate the sacred union two souls have found, which doesn't sound like a sentence like anyone would really say. And like, so it's like, like to me, like lines like that, and like that's just the one that stuck out to me, but there are other examples, but like, it just felt like the lyrics were, weren't written in English by English speakers, but they were like translated. And I was wondering if like, you know, maybe just because, like, because I'm bilingual, you know, with Hindi and English, but as right. someone who, like, doesn't, or, like, didn't grow up speaking Hindi, like, does that, like, do the lyrics sound off to you, or is it just, well, that's just, like, my feeling of it? No, actually, I was going to say that there are a couple ver- Hindi versions of the songs, yeah. and I love those so much better because they flow and sound so much better. Um especially take me to love um, yeah. you know so uh 
honestly, you know, and like Bale Bale, I love that song. You know, I'm not saying it right, but you know, the one where they're at the the first part of the wedding or sure, the yeah. wedding. You know, I love that. And so, yes, I agree with you completely. Um, it works in some places, like in Take Me to Love. There's some beautiful lines that work. Um, yeah. Other ones, yeah, yeah. Not like as much as I like, you know, Farhan Akhtar and Zoya Akhtar, like, I mean, they're, you know, obviously she's one of favorite filmmakers working now. And, God, yes. you know, he's an incredible actor and singer and director himself. But I was just wondering, like, if they had just hired maybe like some, you know, native English speaking um, lyricists or, or writers to work on those songs. Maybe like, I think like maybe that's it might have helped the musical numbers because like they're they look great you know there's a lot of great costumes and choreography and camera work like they're great they're like really well staged but just right. like the, like i couldn't imagine myself um like downloading the songs and listening <laughs> to them even though like i love hearing them while watching the movie but they're not like to me they don't like they don't cross that, you know, the barrier of becoming like something I want to listen to. I think the only songs that I really love um, 100% and would probably listen to is No Life Without Life. I think that's probably <laughs> the best song in the film. I don't know what's your opinion on that. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> and I keep telling my husband, you know, No Life Without Wife. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's great and it's just the way it's filmed and I just, yeah, it's it's a great song. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the best, like, musical yeah. sequence. Just like the, I think also because, like, you don't really get a lot of you know, scenes with the you know, the four sisters yeah. kind of just being sisters. Right. And that's always my favorite parts of, you know, the 2005 movie and even the 1995 Sense and Sensibility is, like, to see just, like, these girls, like, interact with each other because they're all so different, but they all have, they're the same, even though they're different, you know, because they're, yes. they're, they're family. So it's, the I like, No Life Without Wife just feels like, yeah, it's, it's you know, it, it kind of has that like vibe of like, like like me like me and my sisters and how like I'm we're not dancing and singing around but just like <laughs> we have our like late night you know just like we're just hanging out while our parents are asleep it just felt like that so that to me was like the best the best Definitely. number. Did you get the bend it like Beckham reference in there? Um, no, I don't think I caught it. Um, in when she's with uh, Coley at Coleywood. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she talks about Alugubi, and yeah. Grinder says that that's a direct reference to Bend It Like Beckham. And oh, making... wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I've watched the extras. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're fascinating. Uh, I should... Um... Yeah. I, I had the DVD for a long time, but I guess I must have misplaced it, but I decided to rent it. But yeah, I would love to, I would love for them to do like a Blu-ray release or something. Oh um, my gosh, yes. It's definitely an eye-popping film. Yes. Um. Did you, I, I also learned recently that Saroj Khan did the choreography, um, which is amazing. I wish she would do more now. Um, yeah. I miss her. Completely, but that's really cool that they had Saroj Khan, you know. And then the the cinematographer is Santosh Sivan. What? <laughs> I was yeah. like, wait a minute, you know. And this is funny because when I first watched this, I had no idea who any of these people were, you yeah. know. But now I recognize them. 
And it's kind of cool. You know, I love that I can recognize and know who they are and what they've done. You know, um, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely fascinating that she did get a lot of top talent on the film. Yeah. And, you know, to have a choreographer like George Khan, a cinematographer like Santosh Sivad, like, it really makes this movie look, um, like, just, it has such a, like, sheen over it and feel it's like, it's kind of, like, glowing and fun and just feels like a big party. I mean, like, the end credits have, like, bloopers, which yes. I, mean, I always love end credit bloopers, especially for comedies. It's just, like, it's nice to know that, like, I had fun watching it, but they had, it's, like, if everyone had, like, a miserable time making it, then it was kind of lose some of its, like, att- like I was lose some affection for it if they were all, right. like, miserable and hating each other. But right. to, like, see that they, like, were having fun and, like, they all, and, like, like you were saying with Anupam Kerr and Martin Henderson getting along really well, like, to me, like, that's so heartwarming because it's, like, this movie is special to a lot of people, you know, yes. ourselves included, but I'm glad that it was, like, special for them. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, you know? and I, I think... um it's kind of been a gateway for some people. Some people don't like it, of course, yeah. but many people it's been a gateway to, ex- you know, explore other Indian films, you mm-hmm. know, which I think is really good. You yeah, know? absolutely. That's wonderful. Darcy's a great reader. I think a love of books is on his list for his ideal woman. I think you've had one too many sea breezes. I clearly remember a very drunken night in Oxford when you recited the list. Let me see. She has to be smart, speak several languages. All right, Karen, drop it. No, I recall she had to be athletic, voluptuous, of course, graceful, witty, confident. I'm not surprised Mr. Darcy hasn't found his ideal woman with a list like that. Does this mean you're an ideal man? <laughs> I guess you'd be a better judge of that than me. As far as I can tell, most men have faults. Arrogance, pride, vanity. He certainly read you like a book, Darcy. No? I just think you got me all wrong. Well, you'd certainly have trouble finding your ideal woman in India. I don't hear simple, traditional, subservient on your list. Come on, give me a break. Now you're twisting my words. You said yourself that you're used to the best. I'm sure you think India's beneath you. (laughs) I really thought that. And why would I be thinking about buying this place? <laughs> you think this is India? Well, don't you want to see more investment, more jobs? Yes, but who does it really benefit? You want people to come to India without having to deal with Indians. Oh, that's good. Remind me to add that to the tourism brochure. Isn't that what all tourists want here? Five-star comfort with a bit of culture thrown in? Well, I don't want you turning India into a theme park. I thought we got rid of imperialists like you. I'm not British. I'm an American. Exactly. The other thing I wanted to mention is, did you catch the the Yash Raj films reference? Uh, yeah, but why don't you um, just tell the audience? Okay. In one song, um, there's uh, Martin and Ashwarya do a pose. That's the Yash Raj films logo. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is so cool. I just love that. And uh, again, there's, you know, pictures of Bollywood stars, you know, the cutouts and the posters. Uh, yeah. Which... Well, my, one of my favorite moments in the film, and I think like a really funny scene that kind of happens like a very serious moment is like 
um, at the end, you know, obviously, you know, Wickham takes Lucky and kind of. Yes. It's fine. It's it's well. Yeah. I mean, let's let's take a detour for a sec because okay. I think it's funny that like, well, not funny, but it's you can tell that they wanted to keep this movie very family friendly because. Like what he does with Lucky is just takes her sightseeing rather yes. than like I don't know like getting her drunk or whatever. Right. And like I mean thankfully like I would not want to see like anyone get a, any kind of I would not want to see her get assaulted in any way. But like right. it felt like uncharacteristically for the character and the situation to have it be so like oh yeah let's just go to London Eye and like or go and like go see a movie like it felt like. It took me out of it a little bit watching it this time because yeah. I'm like, this just, I mean, this movie's not plausible in a lot of ways, but like <laughs> to me, like that felt very impossible. But also thinking about it, like I would not want to see any harm go to that girl anyway. So it's, right. I'm glad that it's as like clean and chaste as it is. Right. Um, but anyway, like, so, you know, they, um, I love that and, um, Darcy are like kind of chasing after them and they find them in a movie theater and like the fight scene between Darcy and Wickham mirrors shot like punch for punch the fight scene that is happening on the screen in the Bollywood film which is a very funny touch and like a cool little like like wink to the audience of like you know like this is like like this is as over the top as like a regular Bollywood movie and like you're watching like it felt very like metafictional in a way. Definitely. It's um okay, I'm gonna try this Porab or Paschim. How close Yeah, that's, uh, that sounds great. Yeah, that means I think it's east and east, west. East, yeah, yeah, east and west, yeah. Um yeah, I studied that. I'd practiced. <laughs> <laughs> no, your pronunciations have been spot on so far. Yeah, so Okay, good. Um yeah, I loved that part. I have that on my notes, so that's very cool. Um yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. You know, she, again, worked, again, put a bit of a Hindi film into the tale, you know. Yeah. um, Which I think is really cool. Um, So, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just wanted to switch gears a little and talk about, like, technology in this movie. Yes. Uh, because, like, so I used to watch this movie a lot, you know, in high school and in college, like, in, you know, 2007 to, like, 2009. Like, this movie was on heavy rotation, just as, like, a movie to watch when I was, like, you know, drunk or whatever, or, like, <laughs> in a you know, Sunday afternoon. or Like, it was just, like, a movie that I would put on a lot. Right. So, and, like, that wasn't that far removed from, like, 2004. But, like, watching it now... Um, I was so fascinated by the, like, you know, the scenes of them, like, waiting for emails. Yes. You know, being unable to call because it's long distance and stuff like that, where I'm like, now, like, you know, they would have each other's, like, Instagram accounts and could just, like, DM or, like, go on Facebook and Twitter and try to track. But it's about, like, it's so interesting to think that, like, you know, back then, especially especially in India and like you, they just like didn't have the technology to just like, they like, they had to wait for an email, right. which like, I mean, I do use email, but like never to like talk to my friends casually, you know? Right. Um, right. Like, I was like text or on, on Instagram or whatever. And so it's such a like weird throwback to that. And like, um, like that's another cool update for like in the novel when they have to like wait for letters 
Right. It's like, um, it's like, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like smartphones would kind of change this movie a lot because, you know, like they would have so many avenues to track each other down and like, you know, like they would be waiting for like, oh, like Balraj like liked my Instagram post. What does that mean? <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. So yeah, I mean, it's just fascinating. And they could show like they showed the monitor and there's that little like um, flashlight being like searching for email. Yes. yes. And I was like howling. It was so funny. <laughs> I know, and um, Wickham goes to the kiosk, well, it's not the kiosk, but whatever, to, you know, email Lucky, Yeah. you know, where he probably, oh, you know. Like the web cafe. Yeah, web cafe, and, you know, and today he'd have, you know, his cell phone and just message her that way, you know. Oh, God, it's so funny. So funny. Um, the other thing I want to, I mean, we were talking about the music, but yeah. the one song that... I love but drives me crazy is the when they're in LA the mon- the take me to love montage yeah it starts out beautiful it's wonderful the looks he gives are just you know to die for and uh they go to run through the fountains which I want to do one day I told my husband that we have to do that one day um yeah. but then but then <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> the bartenders shaking. <laughs> and then the chorus, the choir, yeah. and, and the surfers with their surfboards, and the lifeguards going, oh, sorry for my singing. You know, it, yeah. just, it just takes away so much from the beginning of the song. Oh, I totally agree. Like, now I can appreciate it. It's just like, it's so... Oh, like that's so 2004 <laughs> um but yeah like definitely like it kind of like i can kind of see what she's doing like she wants to make it like a very like you know old school kind of 80s bollywood song but like right. i don't know i think at that point like the i was i was really feeling the chemistry between the you know the two actors you know yes. shorty rye looks gorgeous in that song oh and, like God. i kind of wanted to be like un, like romantic without being cheesy Exactly. Um, so I, yeah, I kind of agree on that. Like th- that's like kind of a little thing, a little thing I don't love about this movie is that it kind of leans too much into like, let's be silly and cheesy like a Bollywood movie. When it's like, I like that. In, I like it in some points, but like in that song, it kind of feels a little mis misguided. Yes, and over. I just can't imagine a chorus on a beach and surfers, you know, it just seemed out of place. And even before I watched Bollywood movies, I thought, Oh, huh. But I love the first part. So, you know, it's so gorgeous. It is kind of cool to have kind of like a mariachi kind of themes love song for this, like very Indian movie. Like, you were still talking about the cross-culturalism. Yes. Like, you know, this movie, like, has a lot of, you know, like, like Ashanti does, like, the like the item song. Yes. Which, like, I mean, that's another throwback 2004, like, Ashanti. Like, that's, I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, I listened to her a lot in high school. I, like, I was excited that, like, she was going to, like, do a cameo in this movie. But, like, now I'm like, wow, I can't even remember the last Ashanti song. <laughs> <laughs> But she was very good, so oh, yeah, it it's kind of perfect in this. And that's a really good song too. Yes, it really is. Um, I just the music is really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, basically, but in Hindi it's better. 
yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this movie is really just a lot of fun. I mean, I want to kind of circle back to, like, the cross-culture part of it. Yes. And just, like, this idea of, like... Um, like, this idea that this movie is being kind of, like, globetrotting in a way, like, goes from, like, India to, like, London for a little bit, the U.S., back to London, and then back to India, and just kind of has this, like, um, it really appreciates this idea of, like, Indians kind of being everywhere. Yeah. Because that's kind of, like, the, like, kind of joke within the South Asian community and, and a lot of families that, like, were, like, people have relatives relatives and friends everywhere just because like people just kind of spring out of India and go all over the world right and and just like how um like you know just like how it's so it's so like easy to like go somewhere and be like oh like I have like they have relatives in London that like we don't even know their names or who they are but it's just like they're like oh yeah we're stopping in London for a few days and now like you know we're here Right. we're just going to stay with these relatives that have no, like, there's no explanation for it. It just feels, like, very natural. And that's something I really appreciate because it seems somewhat realistic. Definitely, yeah. Um, one of the things I love is that I've, I learned so much, you know, yeah. watching the film, you know, as a non-Indian, you know. Um, and I think that's really cool that I saw so much that I didn't know about and learned so much and saw so much. And I think that's one of the best things about the film for, you know, plus the music and dance, which, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, the music sequences, let's say, Um, (laughs) you know, and the dance. Um, But it's just, you know, the love story between the two of them is just so wonderful You know, I think that that's one of the best things about the film. Yeah, and, like, it's funny, like, I I mean, again, I never really thought about this movie being, like, about an interracial romance. I guess because, like, you know, I I identified with her because she's Indian and, you know, she's, you know, an actress I really like. I identified with him because he's American, so, like... Right. And I identified definitely with, you know, Baraj and Giddin because, in some ways, like, they're the characters who are the most like me in that, like... Right. You know, I was born... I mean, I'm, I was born here in America. Like, when I visit India, I just feel like I'm visiting a foreign country, uh-huh. even though, like, it's technically, like, my like my family, my people. Ah. Uh-huh. And so... Um, and just, like... Um, like there's a, there's a line that that India Varma says that we used to kind of joke about is when she says like India is good for losing weight. Yes. <laughs> um, because that, that's something that's definitely like I mean I'm sure people in my family have said that when we traveled there and it's like and it's just because like a, it's hot so you're sweating a lot and then you know you, you just don't eat as much because like I don't know you just you might get sick or jet lagged or whatever so. Um, it's kind of a funny thing that, like, this movie picked up on, you know, in, in being, like, from, you know, out of, from being, like, an Indian born out of India going back. And, um, I mean, actually, I I did want to talk a little about India Varma and Evian Andrews because, okay. like, I mean, Evian Andrews is total sweetheart. He's yes. the best. India Varma, I, I mean, I love her as an actress. You know, like, I saw her in, like, Rome, and she was in Game of Thrones. Right. Um, she's, you know, a great actress, and um, I really liked her performance in this movie. Like, I think she was, like, kind of a secret 
kind of the secret star of the film because she's like very like prickly and wry, but like she's not as like mean as you know Caroline Bingley is in the book. Yes. yes. Yeah, and, like, there's that line that, like, actually felt very, almost, like, um, too mean. It's, like, when they're in Goa and she, and Lolita has her, like, big, big novels. I believe she's reading Pride and Prejudice. I was just going to say, I think she's uh, reading an Austin book. But yeah, like, for sure, yeah. yeah. Or at least, like, um... Like, maybe if, a, yeah. Yeah. All of she, them. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think it's, like, one of those, like, big collections. Yeah. Like, the whole thing, but, um, and... Uh, Giren says something like, "Oh, like you brought this book? Does that mean is that why you didn't bring as many clothes?" Right. And um, Lotta says a line that I thought she was a little, a little unnecessarily rude. Uh-huh. Um, but she says something that's like, um, "Do you have something against books, or it's just because you don't have enough room for your makeup?" And yeah. I'm like, "That's I mean, it's a funny line." <laughs> I'm also like, "Whoa." I know, right? I know. Lalita is is. She has the prejudice, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, like, again, like, it's so refreshing that this movie doesn't shy away from her flaws or Darcy's flaws. No, but do you think Darcy is as as prideful as in the book? He has arrogance. I think that, I mean, I think he, I think he's kind of, like, a well-meaning Guy, but he is like oblivious and because he's oblivious and clueless he reacts in a way that, that comes across pompous yes you know okay. what i mean like yeah i don't think he like means poorly i just i think that he's in an element where he doesn't know he like he's not in control like in india right because it's a foreign no. country like he thinks he's doing good for the country but like he's actually like he doesn't really know what he's talking about, so I think he, I think he probably comes off more prideful than he is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I definitely think that like he definitely has like some outdated notions about India, <laughs> well, and I think that's how I think that's his sort of like um, that's his main kind of character arc is kind of getting over the. the, the like getting over his preconceived notions about not just India, but like the you know the family in general. Yeah, which I love. Um, one of my favorite things is in in the ending um, when she sees him and she runs up to him and he looks up at the Bakshis like kind of for permission and then they yeah. hug and I just that just is one of my favorite parts of the film and it shows his growth, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's, you know, that's beautiful. It's just absolutely beautiful in that scene. Yeah, yeah, this, um, for sure. I definitely agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, do you have any, like, final thoughts or anything else you want to bring up from your pages and pages of <laughs> <laughs> Well, we touched on a lot. Um, you know, I'm just ecstatic that I watched it, you know, that I watched the extras, that it led me to what I'm doing now, you know, that it opened a world to me that I didn't know before. Um, you know, in a funny story, I did an interview with Gurinder. I, you know, it was a very short one. Mm-hmm. And I thanked her, you know, because she is the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing, you know. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I think that's really cool. She kind of said, oh, thank you, which I think maybe 
have been kind of weird for me to say it, but I had to take the chance, you know? Um, sure. <laughs> no, I mean, I would too, if I were in your position. So I'm sure she appreciated it. Yeah. And the other um, thing, uh, did you happen to catch her latest film, Blinded by the Light? Uh, no, that is on my list. It is. I mean, it's definitely closer to Benedict Beckham than it is this film, but okay. it, it's so, I mean, it's, absolutely delightful i mean it's oh. so like heartwarming and it touches it i mean it touches a lot a lot on you know this um cross-culturalism and right. it's just sweet earnest film and i mean she's i think she's an incredible filmmaker and i, I do mean too. Just movie, body by the light is probably like going to be up there with one of her best movies in my opinion wow. um, along with this movie and ben Lake beckham I mean, she's She's incredible, and like, yeah, this this movie is *Bride of Prejudice* is a very ambitious movie. I mean, it has like a lot of has like a large cast, kind of goes through like I don't know three different countries and yeah. um, expands a lot, touches on a lot of themes, and you know, I mean, she's tackling like one like probably like the most you know famous influential novel of all time. Right, right. And you know, not only adapting it, but you know, bringing it to a new culture, bringing it into the 21st century, and she really pulls it off. I think so, too. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's really an impressive film. Yeah, I you know, just... Kind of, like, when you break it down like that. You know, it's just, it's one of my favorites. You know, it's gorgeous, happy, it's full of love. And, of course, again, I have to say dance and music, you know, and just says brilliant acting with a heart to the story. It takes... Pride and Prejudice and adapts it so well to this, the way, to the different cities, the different cultures, you know, I just, I think she did a tremendous job, you know, on this. What did you love about the film? I mean, what's your favorite thing about the film? Um, I mean, yeah, like, like you were saying, I mean, it's, um, it's such a disarming film. You could probably, you know, like, watch it and kind of poke fun at it and kind of be above it and kind of laugh at how ridiculous it is. Or you can just kind of embrace that right. and just like let yourself like go on the ride with the movie. And like, I think the movie is a lot more knowing than probably people gave it credit for back, you know, 15 years ago. Yes. Um, definitely a lot intentionally silly. And I appreciate that. I like what movies are um, cheesy and want to be gooey and fun and romantic and like yeah. actually I saw a tweet today that was like I wish I could remember who tweeted it but it was like the riskiest thing that filmmakers can be is sincere and ah. optimistic and like I think that's true especially now when like movies are now are like kind of falling over themselves to be like gritty and dark and serious <laughs> and Kill. edgy I hate it. Where are the romances? I know. And so watching this movie is such a, like, delight because it's yes. like, yeah, like, why can't we just, like, you know, like, dance in our PJs about, <laughs> you know, sexist men that are being forced to marry? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like why, like, why can't that be a thing that we do or, like, dance on the beach in Goa with Ashanti? Like, these are the things that we want to do. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. And, not me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally me. Um, uh, but yeah, like of course, you know, my queen, Ashwari Rai, like this movie really brought her into like the West. Yeah, I mean, Ashwari Rai is like, in some ways, is like the perfect actress for this role. And 
Yeah. I really can't imagine her. Like, she probably ranks as one of my favorite, you know, Jane Austen, you know, actresses, along with, you know, Keira Knightley and uh, Alicia Silverstone and, you know, Emma Thompson yes. and Kate Winslet. Like, oh, you know, so these good. are the ones who, like, really, really did it well. So, yeah, I mean, I would recommend this movie. Oh, my gosh. Me, too. Um, What's the the Sense and Sensibility movie that she did, the South movie, I will not try and say it. Um, yeah, I can't pronounce it either, but I <laughs> okay. believe it's, um, no, it's, it's like, I've seen it at like, um, in like the international sections at like American stores under the title, I Have Found It. Yes, yes. Um, or it. I Have Found This, something to that regard. So I, I have seen that. Yes. And yeah, that's another, I mean, well, I, I like I totally forgot about that, and like yeah, she did the two major Jane Austen novels. So. Yes, <laughs> I mean good now, for her. <laughs> now they just need to make Persuasion, and Stacy will be you know. Oh my ecstatic. gosh, she would be so good in Persuasion too. She would be. Can you imagine? I might as well put her in Emma. I mean, why not? And yeah, didn't but Sonam did. Yeah. Yeah, I Which that's, that, right. that's another movie I would love to talk about on this podcast. Okay, um, I'd love I, to watch talk about that. If yeah. you want. <laughs> I would love to have you back anytime oh, you'd like. Thank you. Um, but in the meantime, Stacey, where yes. can people find you online? Um, I'm, uh, I, my articles are on bollyspice.com. Um, my Twitter handle is at bollywriter. <laughs> um, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so, but Bolly, at Bolly Writer is my Twitter and then any, all my articles go up on bollyspice.com. So. Yeah, excellent. Um, you can find me on Twitter at themanish89. Please follow this podcast at itpod2bu. And uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe so that other people can find the show. Uh, Stacey, thank you so, so much for coming on here. I was delighted to watch this film again and uh, delighted to chat with you. So, yeah, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I had so much fun and uh, I love talking with you about this film and I hope you know we can talk again you know absolutely 100% and uh, listeners thank you so much for listening I don't want a man who's dead in the head